0: Football fans. 40, 30, 20, 10, and that's how you do it. This hour, first and 12, looks ahead to the 2024 season to come. For the
1: he came down with it. He came down with it.
0: The Big 12 expands again, and the BYU Utah rivalry is back at center stage. Our hosts are Mitch Harper and Alex Carey on KSL News Radio and the KSL Sports Zone.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back. It is first and 12. Happy Sunday to you. Thanks for being with us. You can always download the podcast if you miss any part of it. Whatever. Go back and listen to the last hour, but we're super pumped for this hour. Mitch Harper, Alex As Did I just – did we just – did we get big enough to have Tim Hughes do an open for us, Mitch? Did we we make it this year? Is that what just happened? Yes. I'm excited, man. The PA voice of the Las Vegas Raiders (laughs) just (laughs) introed us. Pretty awesome. Uh Tim does a great job, obviously, Tim and Amanda fame, but uh, his his announcer voice knows now. And with the announcement of the Olympics coming back, I would assume yes. Tim's going to be center stage for that, too. So uh, we've got tons to cover here. But, uh, you know, we were trying to figure out – I mean, there's certainly not a shortage of things for us to be able to jump into uh, on this. But, you know, when we start to talk about what this is going to look like next year – Uh, and and, and what the Big 12 is going to do. I don't think, even though we've talked about it, Mitch, like all season long, knowing exactly what was going to happen, at the same time, like I actually, now that I'm starting to really think about it and allow myself, now that the season is over in the Big 12 and the Pac-12, now we can actually look toward August 2nd, 2024, which is when the schools officially join Arizona State, Arizona, Colorado and, of course, Utah coming to the Big 12 to make it a 16-team conference. You saw at the back of the end zone in the Big 12 uh, championship game on Saturday. Uh, it, it had it right there in the end zone, greater than 12, right? And uh, not only that, it's way more than 12, and I think that that has something I really look forward to what, what this conference can be. And, and and to know that Arizona was as good as they were this year and they're on the rise, that's really, really good for the conference. Utah, of course, is going to come in as one of these, you know, maybe standard bearers. But the good news is is you don't really know. That's part of what, what makes our job fun,
0: right? It is strange to stack up these programs and think this is all one league. I, I think I will admit it is unusual, but this is the new era of college football. And I think there's yes. a – there's a bright future ahead for these programs. And I, I love that it's 16 teams that all are looking to become something greater than they've ever been in the, t- in the 12-team playoff era. That's what's so great about moving forward. If this didn't have the 12-team playoff, Alex, uh, this league wouldn't have as, as much hope and as bright of a future because with the 12-team playoff, you know when you win this league, you're going to the playoff, and you're having a chance to play for the national title and let it be settled on the field. If it was a four-team playoff still, uh, this would not be as pretty of right. a situation in the for air. the Big 12. It would be tough. So I think that injects so much hope and energy that you win this, you're going to be chasing a title, and that's awesome for this conference. And I just, I'm very curious to see how it all transitions and the work that's going to be taking place. We're going to see the schedule come out. In early January, that's according to Scott Draper yesterday, the, the football ops individual with the Big 12 Conference. He, but they, they, they as late as, as January 31st, but I think we're going to see it that early January. So that's exciting to get dates on these uh, football games in 2024. We already know the opponent's. Uh, but all the work that's going to have to take place. What's the branding going to be of this league? It's, we we expect it's going to be Big Twelve still. But ha- what tweaks does your mark you know incorporate to really emphasize that this is the new look Big Twelve with Utah, with Arizona, with Arizona State, and now Coach Prime, uh, Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year joining the Big Twelve. <laughs> There's so much energy and so much unknowns. I'm just fascinated to kind of follow it and you know and, you know cover it and, and report on it because it, it is going to be it's it's historic to have almost like a new league being created and that's what we're going to see here coming up next year. Uh, let me
1: ask you this though because we talked a little bit about it last hour where you know one of the weird things that's happened is 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 to hear you know. And I get the Kyle Whittingham, he's like, I'm not going to talk about, like, oh, yeah, our fun new conference next year. Can't wait. Uh, you know, let me let me just finish this one up over here, and then I'll get to that one. But it was, it, you know, it, it kind of came across as uh, whatever, it is what it is. We just kind of had to do it, I guess, you know. And, and then the fan base sort of follows suit and goes, uh, gets on social media and goes, you're lucky to have us. We didn't want to be there, but we'll take it, <laughs> right, and we'll have to. And you'll be blessed by the presence there why is there this vibe from utah that like this isn't good enough that you know the 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 trucker conference all this stuff i mean it's not like utah has this bl- this blue blood background and 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 you know i i mean we could bring up all the same you know fighting points that people have had but i i'm like this is a weird that's a weird flex to have like we don't need this conference but i guess we need it but we don't want to be here but and as soon as As soon as this temporary situation gets figured out, it's like they're living in an apartment and they're waiting to move into that mansion. It's like, come on, you know, that's not – got to figure this thing out here. you got to lift where you stand and actually kind of, you know, win something, right? I mean, they got to get to the Big 12 and and make an impact, and can. So why not just own it and be like, yes, we're so gracious to be here. This is amazing, and we're going to kick your butts. And then if something better comes along over the next 20 years, which is what everybody's going to want to do, Mitch, try to figure it out. I just don't get the vibe of doing that right now if you're Utah.
0: Yeah, I, I don't, you know, understand that myself. I think the only thing that I point to would be the fact that they're now rejoined with BYU. I mean, that is a point of contention uh, for Utah. They did not want to be in the same world as BYU again because, you know, BYU has its handcuffs and it's got its issues and there's its fair share of detractors with BYU and they kind of uh, defeat themselves sometimes in their in their potential as a program, but You know, BYU being on even footing with Utah, that creates some potential challenges that Utah hasn't experienced in the past decade. You know, Utah has cleaned up on the recruiting trail compared to BYU in large part because, well, they were in a power league and BYU wasn't, but also, like, to make it clear to in-state recruits, you want to go to BYU where you're not playing for anything as an independent where you can come here and go chase a Rose Bowl, go chase a Pac-12 title, and, oh, you know, knock on the door of being in the playoff. That was a real selling point, and now – It's all equal footing between BYU and Utah. Yes, Utah had the recent success, and Whittingham has established himself Mm -hmm. as one of the best in college football, but they're on the same even playing field. And that, you know, I don't think Utah wanted to embrace that. And, you know, I think it's well documented the history between these two schools. BYU is always kind of willing to just kind of take it there and, you know, embrace the rivalry and say yes because uh, BYU, when they push back, there's a lot of you know, ramifications that come with BYU because (laughs) they're a faith-based institution and they can be easily hated. So they're doing everything in their power to be the most well-liked team, it seems like. You know, they got the brownies, they got the ice cream, whatever it is, they're looking to do anything to be liked. Uh, But, you know, (laughs) I think for Utah, and I think these Pac-12 schools in general, uh, you know, I think there was this feeling in the Pac-12 that they just felt they were better than everyone, and it was kind of a reality check. I mean, the Pac-12, when people say... It didn't have to be this way. Well, you know, for decades they were always just sticking their nose up at everyone. And, it, 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 yeah, it did not have to be this way. If they accepted the 31.5 million, which was reported out there for ESPN and Fox, the Big 12 is in shambles right now. Like, we might be talking about no Big 12, and the Pac-12 is moving on and adding, you know, Oklahoma State's and adding TCU's and adding Houston's. And BYU left in the wilderness again. So, yeah. uh, I mean, that is a big turn of events, what happened. The Big 12 is very fortunate. And they're survivors, though. And I think that that's one of the great things about this league is they always find a way to adapt and survive. And that's kind of the name of the game in this era of college athletics. And I think there's something to be uh, valued there about how they just – they're fighters, and I think that's going to be the DNA of this league, and I'm curious to see if Utah and Arizona State embrace it. I think Arizona and Colorado are. Colorado is a great addition because they've got history, and I think a lot of programs, Kansas and Kansas State, are very excited to rekindle those rivalries, but you know, Utah and ASU are very kind of hesitant, and but I think they should embrace it because I think they can both have unprecedented success that they didn't even experience in the Pac-12.
1: So I think that you know, now that I think about it, I think Colorado is such a perfect, bright, your mark type of institution to add, right? Yeah. Where it's like, uh, well, you know, maybe there's not a lot of substance there, but there's a lot of eyeballs, and that's kind of what <laughs> we need right now. Like, you know, you think about what Coach Prime did. I mean, the SI Sports Win of the Year, right, uh, on top of that, these the football games that he was involved with, I, I mean, can you imagine? The biggest, most watched college football games of the season. Two of them were Colorado football. That is an insane prospect to think. The most watched uh, college football game on the history of ESPN is a Colorado Colorado State freaking football game. That is, and when you look at it, those are two not very good teams, and that's what you bring. And so I think that at the very least, you get this you know this PR bump from that. Uh, you get the legitimacy of a team like Utah, and now even Arizona. I think that's on the rise. And you're gonna bring. You're gonna get that. So there's a lot of questions still that I have, and we'll take on some of them later on in the hour as well as we kind of get you ready for this uh, this new look conference as well. Uh, but I, I do think that there is a, a ton of excitement. I'm pumped for it because I do think. I wonder though too because Utah fans are like this is you know beneath us, but the idea that they'll just walk in and be the conference champions. How long does it take till Utah does uh, hold that crown up? I think if they. Honestly, they could do it year one because of who's returning to that team.
0: Yeah, well, and the thing is, though, Oklahoma, you know, they, they're outgoing. They're going to the SEC. They didn't get to the Big 12 title game the last three years. And all these programs, except Texas, who didn't win a title for 14 years in this Big 12. They weren't slouches. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, so these programs, th- this league has an amazing ability, Alex, to inherit a 3 high-end three-star like an Ollie Gordon. And because of the media resources and the resources that these universities have compared to, say, group of five programs, they can really maximize the potential of these high-end three stars to where they end their careers and they're like a four or five-star prospect. And mm. that's kind of the difference in the Big Twelve. You don't get the, you know, the turnkey ready prospect. You don't. And, and Utah's had a little bit more of that when we look at like a Lander Barton who, who just steps in day one, he's ready to go. He's a he's a dude. But yeah. you know, this league has great developmental coaches. like Chris Kleinman and Mike Gundy, they can scheme. And that's going to be some great chess matches between them and Kyle Whittingham. Kalani Sataki learned how challenging these coaching staffs are. And like Matt Campbell, even, who people thought was on the downward slide, he had a nice bounce back. And they're going to be really good next year. So uh, I just think there there's some underrated coaching. Because I think far too often, people look at the logos on the helmet, and they just think, well, they haven't really done much nationally. Texas and Oklahoma absorbed the oxygen in this league for so many years. Well, now they're gone, and now these programs are going to take the spotlight like never before, and including Utah. Like, Utah was even in a league where USC, even when they were down, it was like, USC, what are they doing? What's USC doing? What's Oregon doing? Like No one ever gave respect to Utah. Now they can take a spotlight as one of the top programs in a the league. They should be excited about that component where they can be a leader of a conference.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I that they're – I think you're exactly right now that I think about it. I You say it, this comment has a way of just doing weird things, right? <laughs> just being strange and the and the outcomes are not, you know, predetermined. I mean, ask T.T.U., how'd it go this year, right? Like, <laughs> that is, I mean, and and to basically have a lot of the same talent, too. I mean, it wasn't like they went, yeah, we lost all 44, star- you know, <laughs> we lost our two deep on both sides. Sorry, man. Like, we're not going to be able to do it. So, I, I think that this is – there's a lot to look forward to. There's a ton of competition, and you add these four teams. You know they're not immediately going to come in and be world beaters, probably. But I could see of all of all these teams, Utah could be one that could make some immediate noise. Kyle Whittingham's going to have his guys dialed up. Let's take our first break of the hour. Here we'll come back. We got tons to talk about here uh, as well. We do have our power rankings coming up in just a little while. But let's jump in uh, around the corner here, and we will uh, get to. Some of the more interesting things that, that have that, like I said, I've got a couple of questions to ask still. How long is it going to take for BYU to become competitive? Uh, who's Colorado's rival going to be? I mean, my goodness, you talk about somebody who feels like they're, they're not really fitting into the narrative right now. It's like we thought Utah was the rival. But will the Big 12 have multiple college football bids uh, in year one? We'll talk about all that and more. Stay right here with us. It is first and 12, 97.5 KSL support zone, and also right here on uh, KSL News Radio as well. Mitch Harper, Alex Keery. More to go around the corner. Stay with us.